We've been traveling through um, some parables, uh, uh, some parables of Jesus, and we're we're coming to a close now. We're going to end this series on the parables of Jesus, and we've been in the book of Luke, and we're going to close out in the book of Luke. Uh, So we're going to uh, close out our parables. Uh, It's okay. Don't, don't. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. There's plenty more for you to, uh, to, to dive into in your, in your private time and meditate on. Amen. Even today, I'm going to stop off and leave one there for you to kind of chew on for the week. Amen. Um, I, I want to uh, just take a moment and uh, just thank God uh, for uh, the presence of those who joined us at uh, Holy Mike this week. So I just want to I just want to thank God um, for the presence of those that joined us, and and, and I'm saying that because uh, I recognized uh, on Thursday when uh, we were gathered there how valuable and important it is it is for the presence of kingdom carriers to be in a place together, Amen, and, and to be uh, uh, in, in front of and before people and. And, 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 and mixing in with people. Amen? Amen. So I, I thank God for that. I thank God for that. I, I, and, and the importance of it also was brought to my mind when uh, I, I visited a, another venue on Friday evening. And, and it reminded me, um, as I heard someone share a, a very unfortunate story about the church. Normally when stories get shared about the church in public places, it's always the worst story imaginable, right? And, 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 and then I thought, I said, now if there's no kingdom carriers present to present a, 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 a good picture of God's church, um, what, 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 do, what do people who don't know go away with? Amen? Amen. Don't get quiet yet. We didn't even start preaching yet. Don't... <laughs> So, so, so it is important, it's important for, our, for us to be present. It is important for us to be present. So we're going to be in uh, the book of Luke in the 15th chapter. It is a, for some, a familiar passage of scripture, familiar passage of scripture, but we are going to dive in and see what uh, thus says the Lord. Um, Luke chapter 15. And I'm going, to, I'm going to read for you hearing verses 1 through 10. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. If you have your copy of God's Word, you can follow me there. Luke chapter 15. Begin reading at verse 1. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, him who Jesus And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. 
And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Just so, I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God. God over one sinner who repents. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you uh, for your joy. Make us participants in it, Lord, we pray. Help us to walk in it, Lord, in your will, your mission, your purpose, uh, the calling of your kingdom, Lord. God, let us be today partakers of your spirit, God, through the opening of your word and the uh, magnifying of your name and the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ, let us be overcomers. Thank you, Lord, for uh, your presence with us, your patience with us, your kindness to us, your love, Lord, <laughs> your love. Thank you, God. Um, I pray your, your uh, grace and peace on everyone here under the sound of my voice and those uh, listening, God. I ask, Lord, for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. And, Father, I ask uh, that you let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, uh, I, I, I found myself uh, reading and I found a, a quote and I agree with this thought shared by the late uh, preacher Charles Spurgeon <clears throat> saying, no man does a thing well who does it sorrowfully. Uh, the best work that can be is the best work that can be is done by the happy joyful workmen. And so it is with Christ. He does not save souls out of necessity, as though he would rather do something else if he might. But, this, but, but his very heart is in it. He rejoices to do it, and therefore he does it thoroughly, and he communicates his joy to us in the doing of it. Amen. I said amen to uh, 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 Brother Spurgeon on that one. Um, the, the, 
The thought here that he, that he leaves us with, that thought, it raises a question that Jesus answers in the text today. Do you find joy in what gives God joy? Do you find joy in what gives God joy? You could, you could personalize it and ask the question, what gives you joy? Huh? Is it, is, is it the football game? Is it some uh, early morning golf? Is it, uh, is it uh, brunch? Is it friends, family? What gives you joy? Do you find joy in what gives God joy? Look at, look at Jesus, and I, I, I titled the, the, the text for today, um, Finding a Reason for Joy. Finding a Reason for Joy. Um, just as a quick backdrop, we've been in Luke, but just as a reminder here in the gospel according to Luke, we find the appearance and importance of many people that were typically looked down on or thought of as outcasts in the culture of the day. Uh, Gentiles, non-Jew, women, um, even the sinner, they're, they're all shown to have a part in the story of God uh, in this gospel uh, uh, written by uh, Luke. And, and, and they're shown to have a part, and I don't think it's coincidence that in my, in my diving in that, uh, that Luke also speaks more about joy than all of the other gospel accounts. Got these folks, and then you got this resounding joy that's happening. There, there's, there's something about being aware of your so-called second-class status that makes being seen and even valued a cause for rejoicing. Um, people who think they belong, uh, they don't rejoice when they're welcomed in. But people who are made to feel like you don't belong, when they're welcomed in, they, they are thankful. Uh, they show up with the, all right. Um, the, the, these people in, in the Gospel of Luke, they encounter in Jesus the working of the kingdom of God. They, they, uh, here, here in this set of parables that we look at today, Jesus shows the impact that the presence of the kingdom of God should make in the world for all people. Uh, He he reveals a a truth about God that some were missing in this time. Uh, 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 God loves and values lost people. He, he, he makes it, he lays it out. God loves and values lost people. And, and the scripture highlights this by showing how, how one, he, he searches them out. I, I'm happy already. He, he, he bears their burdens joyfully. Um, he restores them to himself and community. And for us, He does it all with joy. And then I added this on, and we should too. And we should too. 
Now, now, in fact, now as we dive into this text, look, I find here there, there's uh, three groups I've pointed out and labeled here in the text, and you can look out for them, and, I, I, and you can see which one you might fit into if you can put the shoe of the text on your foot. If it fits, um, uh, there, there's a group I call hearers, there's a group I call haters, Not, I'm just leaning this way, and then, and then there's a group is a group I called Joyful Participators. You pick, you pick the group. See if you can find them in the text. It, it says in verse 1, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. That grumble, this is an onomatopoeia. It, it sounds like it, it is. Look, last week, last week we heard Jesus as a guest at a dinner correcting and challenging the host and all of the people invited about their attitudes and their wrong thinking about the kingdom of God. That was last, that was last week. He even pointed out who the, the, uh, the, the host needed to be adding to his guest list. Jesus was all in that dinner. Look, but, but now here, these religious leaders, uh, maybe a different group, but they, they feel that they have the wisdom to police who Jesus should be welcoming to eat with him. <laughs> uh, but, 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 I don't know where they got the audacity, but they do, right? So, but but what, the question is, what was wrong with Jesus' crowd? What was so wrong with the crowd that Jesus was eating with that, uh, that, that they all stood around complaining and grumbling? What was wrong with the crowd? Uh, let's, let's look at the crowd. The, the, the problem folks had, what they say tax collectors and sinners, the problem folks had with the tax collectors was that they were... Uh, collecting taxes from their own people and they were working for the Roman government which made them like traitors and not only were they collect working for that for the, the man they, they were collecting more than what was, was required and they were sticking a little bit in their pocket so so uh, so they could keep some for themselves and since so they were stealing and since they were stealing they were put in the same category as uh, the sinners the sinners so those are the, the run of the mill who who participated in all types of activities that were against the law of God I mean these are the folks that were probably breaking seven out of ten commandments just on a daily basis the sinners, the sinners. Um, they, they, they would be asking what respectable rabbi would be caught not just teaching, but breaking bread with them. Who is this guy? As far as the religious elite were concerned, these leaders, uh, uh, they, they, these folks should be avoided at all cost. They should, they should be avoided lest they're uncleanness rub off on them. But here they are all coming near to hear Jesus while the religious leaders rejected him. 
Look, look at the picture. I, I don't know if you're starting to see who is who, but we've identified some haters. <laughs> and we also see here some hearers. But so, so, so instead, and I told you last week, Jesus doesn't argue with these folks. He doesn't get in. He not, he's not going to go back and forth. with. He just said, let me tell you a parable. Let me tell you a parable. I, I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> when somebody does that thing and be like, let me tell you a parable. <laughs> Uh, what man of you having a hundred sheep if he has lost one of them does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it Jesus launches into this parable describing the, a shepherd's search and rescue mission uh, it, it, it would have been easy uh, to, to picture a shepherd with sheep in, in their society and in that time and their culture. Um, it, 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 was, it would have been a common, see, it would have been as common for us uh, as seeing someone delivering the mail or, or driving a bus today. Um, it, it, was a, it was a regular, Jesus speaks of everyday situations and that, that in ordinary people that would grab everyday ordinary hearers it would grab their attention uh, of the hearers and, and, and point them to a greater truth. So Jesus brought them in with the way he taught. At times, uh, he shepherd, why is he talking about sheep and shepherd? At times, God would refer to his people throughout the Bible as his sheep and, and sometimes speak of himself as their shepherd. Um, you might remember hearing, we just, we just read and we sang, and, uh, 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 somewhere in the 23rd Psalm, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. That was, a, David, David was a king, but he had a shepherd. Since, since Jesus now shows up, watch this, to reveal the heart of God to people and for people, he shows how God the shepherd feels about lost sheep. Um, what, what is God's heart about this thing? How important is that one lost sheep that he, the shepherd, leaves the others and comes after it? How important? Sheep, sheep, let, can we just talk sheep for a minute? Sheep. Sheep are not, are, they're not known to be the smartest animals. They, and, and, they, and they're prone to wander, prone to wander, Lord. Uh, prone to wander off and get themselves in trouble. The sheep may not even know it's lost until it looks up from the grass and it's too late. And it finds itself in danger. Wolves, bears, lions, even, they, they would all like to get a hold of the sheep. They, they, they make good prey. <laughs> Dinner. Sheep, sheep don't have any defense, and no claws they can't buy. They have no tracking sense to find their way back home like a cat or a dog might. They need the shepherd the good shepherd to come on a search and rescue mission for them. This is what the sheep need. The Bible says all we like sheep have gone, what? Y'all know it. Oh, Look at this. 
um, I can imagine the hearers thinking, I've felt like that sheep before, lost, uh, helpless, in trouble, needing a shepherd to come after me. I can imagine the hearers resonating with this, feeling, feeling this, and I can also imagine the haters thinking, we still don't know why he eats with those type of people. I, I, this is my sanctified imagination. It's not in the, I just, I can imagine it. Missing the point, um, these folks, they, these religious elite, these, they, they, they like the symbolism of shepherd. That, that God caring for them. They love when David wrote that. They, 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 they like, but not the reality of what it calls for. The smelly, dirty work of the fields. They, they, don't, they don't like that part. The, the sacrificial devotion involved in caring for all of the flock. They don't... A true shepherd, like the one Jesus is talking about, uh, he cares for the lost. He goes after the lost sheep until he finds it. It's a search and rescue mission. Now, somebody might, might think uh, he had 99 others. It's only one sheep. But, but that's the point here. The, the fact that he goes after that one points to how valuable it is in his sight. I'm, I'm not, now, I'm not trying to inflate anyone's sense of worth. I'm trying to tell you what the word of God is saying. It, 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 it's so valuable in his sight. It says in verse 5, and when he found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, uh, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. And Jesus says, just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Notice, notice, the, notice his care. Once he finds the sheep. Notice, he, he doesn't scold or punish the lost sheep when he finds it. Instead, he places the sheep in a position of safety. It had been in harm's way way too long, long enough. And it's probably tired from wandering and wandering. And so he lifts the sheep and places it on his shoulders. The, the, look, look, the, look at the position of the sheep carried by the shepherd. Helpless but helped. Surrendered completely on the shoulders of the shepherd resting in his care and in his strength. sheep is in a good place but the but the love of the shepherd is not only seen in his searching and rescuing the sheep it's it's also the joy he has in finding the lost sheep 
in saving that lost sheep. He, he rejoices even while bearing that heavy sheep on his shoulders. He rejoices. When, when, when he gets home, he calls the folks who will rejoice with him for finding his lost sheep, his sheep, his sheep, his lost sheep. He wants community to celebrate it, the sheep, it being restored with him. He wants community celebration and joy. Remember, remember the other uh, group I mentioned, they, they were, uh, uh, they, they, they're right here. Their picture right here, the joyful participators. This is who he calls. Um, those who knew God's word should have all been part of this group. Church, we are supposed to be the joyful participators. Uh, uh, but, but instead of being joyful about the work of God and the lives of other people, the haters, what did they do? They stood back and they complained. But the shepherd calls folks who were his friends. And, and, and when you have a real friend, anybody know? When you have a real friend, when something brings you joy, it gives your friends joy as well. If you have a real friend, something goes good for them, it's like it went good for you. Um, that's, that's, that, that, that's who that shepherd calls. But then Jesus makes, he makes the greater truth just plain for them in verse seven. He lays it out just like the shepherd and his friends celebrating over the sheep that was found. There is a shout of joy, a noise of celebration in heaven for one lost sinner who changes directions, is turned around to follow God. Uh, 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 the, 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 the parable doesn't question his care for the 99. That's not what it's about. It just expresses his love and joy for the lost being restored. That's what this parable is, is digging into. And, and, and just take note how Jesus talks about what's going on in heaven. Like that's where he is from. And, 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 but in case anybody missed it, Jesus adds a second scene of searching, right? He tags this one here, a second scene of searching. He says, uh, in case that one didn't catch you, he said, or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? What, what, which one? Now, now, Although this, this story here, it holds the same main message as part one, don't go to sleep. It's not just a copy of the first part of this parable. It's not just a carbon copy. It has a, a different tone and texture. Watch this. This woman, uh, we, we, we saw the, the, the shepherd, he was out in the open country, the hills, the fields looking, but this woman is dealing with life in the house. She, she's dealing with life in the house. Look at her story uh, that Jesus unfolds. It, it starts with her suffering the loss of one of her 10 silver coins. Uh, now, could, it, could, it, 
her, her suffering, her, her issue, um, uh, it could have been uh, financial, a financial loss, right? The silver coin in that time had the same value as a whole day of pay. And so she lost, but if she, and if she only had 10, she wouldn't be considered a wealthy woman. And even though that coin was, might have been about worth 17 cents, the, that one coin would have been a valuable loss to her. To her, it was her coin. It, it could have also been an emotional loss. Emotional loss. Um, uh, in, in the culture of this time, women would sometimes come into marriage with a, with a dowry, uh, with like 10 coins strung on a headdress that they'd wear, they would wear it identifying their, their marital status. Almost like the wedding ring today, or the engagement ring, the, 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 the wedding ring. Look, um, a, a woman would cherish those coins and rarely ever take them off. Uh, we're trying to look at the value. We're looking at the value. You know, I, I have a, a, a bad habit. I know y'all don't believe I have bad habits. But I had a, a bad habit of uh, trying to be delivered from of playing practical jokes on my family. Pray for me. Uh, usually, usually it's a it's a it's a fake bug or something like that that I plant in a place. But but one of the little jokes that I would play on my dear wife was with her wedding ring. So oh no, I said pray for me. Look, the, or pray for her. Look, so she, she almost never ever ever takes it off, and, and so. Um, the only time that she would is when uh, she would wash the dishes. And she'd wash the dishes, she'd take it and she'd sit it to the side. And then when she wasn't looking, I, I, would, I would take and hide it. <laughs> it, is, it is, she would look for it for, for a minute, but after probably 10 times, she, 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 she would just come to me and ask me later, like, where's my ring? Uh, um. And, 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 but I'm not sure what happened, but one day she actually, she couldn't find it. And she came to me like usual and, and it took about six or seven times of me denying it before she realized I didn't do it that time. It wasn't, it really wasn't me. And, and, and then she, when she realized it really wasn't me, she, you know, she did, she immediately began searching looking, digging, scouring the house, and, and she didn't stop that scouring of the house until she found it. I, I believe if she hadn't have found it, she might have still been looking for it right now. She wouldn't be sitting, she'd be looking for it, but thankfully she found it. She found it. Have you ever lost something that you cherished? Have you ever lost something that you cherished? Look, um, for this woman, whether it was financial or emotional or, or both, the impact of losing this coin would have been hurtful to this woman. Um, there's an emotion attached, and, and, and anyone listening would have understood her response. Anyone listening? And, and, we, and we see just how important the coin was to her um, by the effort she puts in to recover it. Remember, Remember this about the coin. The coin is different than the sheep, right? The coin 
can't call out. It doesn't make any sense. It, all it can do is lay there. This is theology. Watch this. All it can do is lay there lost. And if this woman didn't value the coin enough to go after it, it would stay lost. Amen? This second scene painted by Jesus emphasizes the diligence of the search. The diligence of the search. Her effort to recover her lost coin is thorough. She shines. She sweeps. She searches. It's, it's It's a thorough effort in, in a dimly lit the common homes of that time, maybe one window or, or no windows, a, a good search required a lamp, a lamp being lit, so she lights the lamp and, and gets as much light as she can so she can see. But she not only looks for the coin, uh, she, she puts some sweat equity into it. She puts her hands to work. She starts to sweep the floors where a coin could have gotten stuck in one of the crevices or or covered up by some dirt. Sometimes lost things get covered up by dirt. But the diligence of the one seeking is is not put off by the dirt. Glory to God. I... I think I'm the only one that ever been covered up by some dirt. Glory to God. Look, um, so, so, uh, but, so she sweeps and, and she's in the crevice and then she's likely also listening for that coin to, to just maybe rattle just a little bit against something, just a, a little sound. She's, oh, she's invested. Compare her effort to how the rest of the world treats the lost coin. Most don't even see it. They step on it. They press it further down, farther down. But this woman shines and sweeps and searches, not stopping until she finds it. Is this the the desire and the diligence that God demonstrates for the lost? Is that what we're seeing? (laughs) is this what Jesus was doing, eating with those sinners? The coin had no idea that it was being searched for. Lost folks don't, don't always recognize when God is moving. They, they, they don't see immediately what he's doing. But when he finds us, He gives us the testimony that the songwriter had uh, of amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. The testimony is I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Look, this this diligence of this search, we, we, we see her effort to recover her lost coin. Now look at her reaction to finding her lost coin in verse nine. Watch this. And when she found it, what she do? She calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me for I have found the coin that I had lost. And Jesus said, just so, I tell you there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. 
Her reaction is almost like the shepherd. But here, the the neighbors and, and friends that she calls are the women of her community. How do I know? The, the, the original language uses feminine nouns, so I, so I know it. Uh, the, the women, the, Luke includes who Jesus includes. Uh, are you listening? Uh, she, she calls other women who can understand how she felt and how she's feeling now that she's found her lost coin. She's called those that, that could identify with her. Um, uh, she, she's completed her hard searching and found the one that was lost. Uh, she wants the community, again, to participate in the joy she is experiencing. And, and again, Jesus points out heaven's reality about finding just one lost object of value. He points it out again. There is a release of heavenly joy over the turning around of a sinner. In other words, Jesus says there is a rejoicing that's gonna be happening all around the throne of God as I sit with and eat with and reveal the truth of the kingdom of God to these folks who were lost, who draw near to hear me. Joy is taking place. There's, a, there's joy like a woman who found her lost wedding ring. Joy like a, a shepherd recovering and restoring his lost sheep. Joy that calls for celebration. What lengths was Jesus willing to go to to, to locate and restore the lost ones to God? One song describes his his search and rescue of sinners as reckless love because Jesus seemed to have no care about the consequences and spared nothing, even and especially his own life in coming after us. But he didn't do it without thought. He, He was motivated by love always operating in the character and compassion of God. Jesus was so lined up with heaven, with the heart of God, that the scripture says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. Uh, he, he, Hebrews chapter 12 and 2, if you don't believe me, read it for yourself. He, what kind of joy could there be in facing a cross? In John 10, he said, I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus said, there's a joy in restoring them to us. There's a joy in restoring them. And Jesus walked into that joy, regardless of the cost. He searched diligently. He, he left no stone unturned. But, and, and, and because he did all of that, God's people, God's people should rejoice in what brings God joy. God's people should rejoice in what brings God joy. The, 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 the people who drew near to Jesus 
are actually responding to the fact that he drew near to them. Y'all missed that. The God knew got quiet. They're responding to the fact that he drew near to, we love him because he first loved us. He drew near to them. And so there it is. It is, it, it is, it is what I call incarnational. Uh, people, uh, you, if you want to minister, like you can be invitational saying come, or you can be incarnational showing up. Incarnational. And, 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 and I said it earlier, the, the, the impact of the kingdom of God being near should be on display through his church. That's what those people experience, the impact of the kingdom of God being near. And now it should still be on display in his church. And, and, and it, it should be on display, it should be obvious in what the world hears, sees, and receives from us. God's heart, both holy and healing, compassionate and joyful. How is it on display in you? Let's walk with that this week. How is this on display in you? Uh, are you? Are you joyfully seeking and celebrating the restoring of the lost to God? I mean, you can start with just celebrating your own restoration, amen, but, but he takes it further. If, if we're not participating in that joy, according to Jesus' teaching here, we're out of line with heaven because there's joy before God when one sinner, just one, one lost one, repents and turns to him. 